You are listening to Water Flying, a show dedicated to all things seaplanes. Brought to you by the Seaplane Pilots Association. My name is Steve McCoy. I'm the executive director of the Seaplane Pilots Association, which is the world's largest nonprofit advocacy organization dedicated to the protection and promotion of the water flying community. Climb aboard! We're about to start today's episode. Well, here we are on the inaugural Water Flying Podcast. I'm joined today by Abby Kellett, our newest crew member, and we wanted to start our weekly show with one of the most common questions we get asked here at SPA. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to join the team. So one of the most common questions we get as seaplane enthusiasts, as lovers of seaplanes, why would a pilot want to fly seaplanes? God, where do I start with that? I mean, honestly, flying seaplanes is one of the most fun things you're ever going to do in an airplane. Um, Flying seaplanes is such a unique experience. Um, You know, in 10 to 15 minutes, you can get away from most metropolitan areas to a remote lake or river, and you can get places that you just can't get to by other means, and you don't have to deal with traffic. There's no launching your boat. You know, your adventure starts the minute you start the engine of the airplane. And on bigger adventures, we can go to places that most people never even see, much less experience. So we were talking earlier, and that's just such an interesting point. Because I know that you've flown so many different amazing places. You've flown Alaska, down in the Bahamas, just gorgeous places. So can you elaborate on that? Some of the most beautiful places you've seen. You know, it's funny because I was on another podcast recently and the the guy doing the interview, uh, the Mallard guy, Daniel, was asking me, where's your favorite place to have flown a seaplane? And I was like, can't answer that you know alaska has been amazing uh lake como italy uh sydney alaska or sydney australia um you know there's it's just been incredible and i can't imagine not having flying seaplanes as part of my life and and not having the ability to go out and and fly to a lake that's 100 miles from the nearest paved road and meet with an old friend and sit and talk seaplanes for a weekend I love that. And you know, that Mallard guy, he has a new podcast that he just started recently. And I love seeing people that want to talk about their seaplane experience because we all just, we love this type of flying. We want to talk about it. So for example, you know, we're sitting here in a county that has four paved public airports. Yeah. Just four. Just four. This entire county, it's a huge county and there's dozens of grass strips, you know, little private areas, but we have approximately 800 lakes in this county. Yeah, we're kind of fortunate with 800 lakes, but yes, yes, we have 800 lakes in the county we're sitting in right now. And most of them are open to seaplanes. Yeah, almost 780 of them. That's amazing. It's just amazing. So here are your options. You've got four airports that you can go to, and if you have permission to land on a grass strip, you can go visit one of the (laughs) dozen or so grass strips. But, you know, we've got permission to land in 700 and 80 lakes, which is pretty cool. That's 780 different opportunities to go out and get your airplane and explore. So I know when I was getting my ratings here in Florida, Central Florida, I almost just didn't appreciate what we had here. 
you know, you're in a 172, you're doing awesome flying, you know, you're having fun because your feet are off the ground. But you get in a seaplane and you realize that those lakes are all just playgrounds. They're all runways. If you're obviously, you know, you're acting responsibly, you're a safe pilot, you can go anywhere. It's the world opens up to you. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Lake Maddie here, you know, locally, you've got that little cove in there. What I love going in and doing confined area landings and confined area takeoffs in it. And there's a, you know, each lake has its own personality. It does. It really does. Which is so cool because they have different approaches. Some have trees, some have houses that we want to avoid. But every lake that we go into is different and you don't have this sterilized like FAA approved landing environment and every approach is different and it changes with the wind direction and with the water conditions keeps you thinking it keeps does you on your toes so you know one of the other things I really like about flying seaplanes is it keeps you constantly engaged with the airplane and when I say this you know, it, it goes back to what I just said. I'm, I, you know, you're constantly reading the wind conditions. You're looking at the water. You're you're trying to assess where the boats are and where the obstructions are that you have to avoid. And and all this is really mentally stimulating. And I think it takes pilots back to the reason why they really wanted to get their pilot's license in the first place. Because I think most of us that are pilots. You know, we dreamt of flying an airplane. We, we dreamt of the process of flying the airplane. So I think these days, most pilots are not only learning, but they're probably flying in automated cockpits, which is great. There's a lot of benefits to that. But it also leads pilots to lose their connection to their basic airmanship skills. And, you know, it's just not the case with seaplane flying. So I encourage, you know, pilots not only to get a tailwheel endorsement or a take aerobatic lessons and earn their glider ratings. I think all of these things really get people and pilots back into a mindset of developing their skills as an aviator. And I think seaplanes help make that connection with the added benefit of making you a boat on water, essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking more to that, you know, really just connecting to the airplane. You know what they've always said about aerobatic flying or what I've heard is you want the airplane to be an extension of you. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to do those amazing things on your own, but you can manipulate this machine to listen to you, to feel what it's going to do. And it really does just become an extension of you. I think that's absolutely amazing. I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that way. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) So all that sounds really great. You know, seaplane flying, it's definitely fun. But what else? You know, there's got to be a reason why our listeners would get the rating, invest that money, invest in their training. I think we've already kind of talked about that. It, the, for me, it's the freedom. I mean, for me, if you ask me this, the, the simple, you know, what is the greatest driver? It's the freedom. You know, the fact that there's no marked runways on the water. It means that we, the pilots, have to read the conditions. We tell ourselves. We make the decision of what the takeoff and landing direction is going to be. Um In most cases, the places we go don't have air traffic controllers telling us where and when to land and take off. Um, Seaplane flying puts the decision-making back in the cockpit with the pilot. And I think that's one of the greatest things I like is it's it's you and the airplane and and the environment. And I think a a big part of it is, is experiencing the environment. You know, I think both of us fly Super Cubs and J3 Cubs quite a bit. And 
you know, having the doors open and the windows open really allows you to experience the environment in a way that most pilots don't as well. One of the greatest things I love is taking people up and having them touch a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how many people have touched a cloud? It's true. It's true. You know, so I, I think, you know, getting your seaplane rating is is great for all of those reasons. But, you know, it also counts as your FAA flight review that all pilots have to do. And I think, you know, it's probably the least expensive rating that most pilots are ever going to do. And I don't know a lot of ratings that most pilots are able to accomplish in as little as three days. So, um, you know, it, it accomplishes some of the things we need to do. You have to do a flight review. So why not go get a new rating? Become a rating collector like like I am. I know we both have a long list of ratings on that we want to do still. And it just, it makes you a better pilot. You know, I don't regret anything. The money I've spent, it's, it all just comes together to make me the best pilot that I can be. And I just want to keep improving. Yeah. And, and that's it. I mean, when I look at seaplanes, if you look at the uh, Progressive Aerodyne Sea Ray that we just had as a, you know, kind of a factory demo airplane, you know, one of the things I really enjoyed about that airplane in particular was I had to think about it because it was so much different than flying the Super Cub that every time I went out, I had to like get back into the mindset of flying a, a flying boat. Right. And and its unique personality as an airplane. So, you know, with all this being said, you know, there's like 80 seaplane schools in the country. I know you work for one of them here in the local area. And that means that I think most pilots can probably get the seaplane rating fairly close to home. You might be in the desert dry west. It might be a little bit more difficult, but <laughs> for the majority of pilots in the United States with, with 80 seaplane schools, there's probably one, you know, pretty close to you in most cases. And they are. They're just fantastic schools with great CFIs, lots of experience. And the areas that you go to, you know, you learn a little bit something depending on where you're flying. The flying I do here in Florida isn't anything like the flying they're doing in Minnesota. So these different CFIs, they all, they're doing the same thing. But we all have a little bit different way of doing that. Yeah, I think, you know, it gets back to, you know, enjoying the country. I mean, when I oh, used to yes. go on business trips, I would always incorporate a seaplane flight wherever I could. If I went to Seattle, I'd fly with Kenmore Air Harbor. If I went to New Orleans, I always fly with Southern Seaplanes, come here in Florida and fly with Browns or one of the other operators. And so, you know, I think that it is a great opportunity. And even after you get the rating, I continue to go. I still today go to seaplane schools around the country and get additional training, fly a different airplane, get experience in another kind of aircraft. And flying in all these geographically diverse areas and geographically di different circumstances where the water's different, where the winds are different, where you have terrain and flying these different type of aircraft all make you a better pilot. Absolutely. You know, it blows my mind when people come and they get their rating and they say, oh, I'm never going to use this again. Why? You, there, there are seaplanes <laughs> everywhere. You just got to kind of look. You know, yeah. you can talk to us, join the SPA, the Seaplane Pilots Association. We've got lots of information and they are everywhere. They are. I think there are adventures everywhere. People just don't realize it. Like I said, who would have guessed there were 80 seaplane schools in the country? I don't think most people would imagine there was that many, especially with us, you know, being kind of an unusual breed of Right, pilot. right. Yeah, so being unusual. Why are we so unusual, Steve? You know, so 
this is something like the simple question of why would you get a seaplane rating that always kind of just baffles me. So if you look at our population in the United States, we have approximately 327 million of us now in, in this country called the United States. And pilots, by nature, are a fairly rare breed. You know, with 327 million Americans, there's only about 600,000 pilots. So we're you know, a special group or a unique group in itself, just as pilots. But I think that the amazing thing is, is with 600,000 pilots, there's only about 28,000 seaplane rated pilots. And only about eight to 10,000 of those are active. And I, I just don't get it. I mean, as the, as the director of the association, it always just kind of makes me shake my head. And I, I just don't know why we are so unique when you look at the amazing benefits of being a seaplane pilot, not only to your pilot skills, but to, you know, the potential for the adventure that you're going to be able to enjoy. I mean, this is the, the, the most fun, rewarding experience I've ever had. And I just don't get, I'm, I never lose my amazement of how small our community is. So We're a rare breed. We are a rare breed. <laughs> Bunch of strange birds. <laughs> Uh, hey, I think that's it for today. Uh, why don't we wrap it up on that? We are so glad you joined us today. If you like today's show, I highly encourage you to join the Seaplane Pilots Association and become a member of the largest seaplane community in the world. Members receive Water Flying, the only full-color glossy magazine dedicated to the seaplane community and it's available in both printed and digital form your membership also includes access to the water landing directory app which has the seaplane flight school directory and a calendar of seaplane events not only here in the united states but around the world the association hosts regular educational workshops safety seminars and gatherings for seaplane pilots and anyone with a passion for seaplanes. So look us up online at seaplanes.org, join our community, and support our mission of protecting and promoting water flying.